Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. She comes from a land down under. <laughs> hey, I'm up over. She's down under. Special interview with Priya Sharma. Did I say that right? Yeah. Boom! Intro done. Let's get it going. <laughs> Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Lauren. And we are the, the Neuro Nerds. Yes, that was on time. I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good about that. Welcome to the Neuro Nerds. Say it every week, mean it every week. Very special episode. Very special episode because I'm interviewing one of the coolest people on planet Earth. Why is she so cool? She's just dope, period. She lives in the future. She's a whole day ahead of us. I'm interviewing Priya. Priya! What's up, Priya? How are you? Good. How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm good. How's it feel living in the future? Like, literally, you're in a whole nother. You're a day ahead of me. This is amazing. Really. <laughs> How are things? It's amazing. Are things? <laughs> things are good now because things are a little chaotic over here on my end. Yeah, things are pretty good here. Everything's starting to open up again, which is really nice. You know what's really nice? Your accent. I got to tell <laughs> you, it's my favorite accent in the world, the Australian accent. I know. I think you're the only person that likes my voice recorded because I hate <gasps> it. Are you kidding me, Priya? You know what I'm. You know what I'm going to blame. I'm going to blame the brain injury because your voice is amazing. If I could change Siri's voice to your voice, I would. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of already did, and you know when you can have Siri talk to you, you could change your voice. I changed it to Australian accent. It's just not the same. It's not as cool. Like you have a really cool accent. She just sounds like I don't know. It, it, she sounds okay at best. You know. So. If you feel like narrating my day at any point, let me know. <laughs> that would be great. All right, Priya. So you are a very young stroke survivor. Yeah. So I had my stroke at 24. 24. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you were a baby. I was uh, already a grown-ass man when I had my stroke. That's debatable. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Even now, <laughs> man, child, man, child, does that work? <laughs> exactly. That's why Felice looks after you and like tells you what to do. And... No, yeah, <laughs> I, I need a handler. I do, you know, and it's even worse because Lauren isn't here. Nor- normally, Lauren will like check me. She can keep me yeah. in line. When it's it's just now, it's just me. It's just chaos. It's it's nothing but chaos. <laughs> so, twenty four years old. What type of stroke did you have? I actually do not know because I had like the symptoms of both. So I had like a, I had a hemorrhage, but then I had the blocked artery and the clots as well. Wow. Priya, you're just an overachiever. Yeah. Kind of both strokes, I guess you could say. <laughs> you, know, you know what? I can't decide on one. I'm just going to take yeah, both. Yeah, I'll just have both. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's crazy. So how did you find out that you had a stroke? Um, so I was off work the week before, so I actually had gastro, so I was already pretty sick. So my parents actually took me into hospital because they thought I was just dehydrated and weak. And then when I got there in triage, they did say it was going to be like a two and a half hour wait to see someone. So, of course, we did stay and then they took me to get a blood test and when they were taking me in the wheelchair, I had a seizure. So that's sort of what prompted them to take me up to ICU and have like CT scans and MRIs, which is when they found the clots. I do know that in Australia, you guys have an amazing stroke unit. Like you guys are, and I, it sounds weird. I my head went right. Oh yeah, Australia known for stroke. No, you guys have some of the best doctors in the world when it comes to stroke. We do in some hospitals. So I was in two hospitals. So the first hospital I was in, I had one of the best neurosurgeons in Australia, and then he and his team decided to transfer me to a different hospital because they had, like, better machinery and equipment and everything um, for strokes, so they had a better stroke unit. I got transferred, I think, about two days into going to hospital, or one day, actually. They had quite a good team, like the best, one of the best neurosurgeons at that hospital. Even the nurse, one of my nurses was like, so he's a brain surgeon, obviously, and one of my nurses were like, said I'd let him operate on my spine. Oh wow! He's, wow! He must. He's that good. Wow, that's that's like, good. You know what? Him to operate on the spine. So that's much better <laughs> than you know saying, "Oh yeah, you have so and so." Good luck. Yeah, that would have been a lot worse. <laughs> so yeah. much worse. Wow. So how long were you in the hospital after your brain surgery? So I was in the hospital for three and a half weeks because they sort of kept finding things wrong. After I had the first brain, well, procedure, I had a procedure, I guess, not surgery. They um, did another scan and they found a lot more clotting. So they did a second one. And they didn't find as much clot as the scan showed, which was good. But then I think when they did the surgery, the it must have travelled. So later on they found clots in my leg. And then after that they found clots in my lungs. 
Oh my gosh. What well, now what were the reasons for the clots? Did they find out? No. Oh so my god, that makes me a... so uncomfortable. Yeah, they haven't I, I keep asking. I see my hematologist every year, so I keep asking, but they haven't found out. He did say a factor was the contraceptive pill. I've heard that. I've heard contraceptives can cause but but that wasn't it? Not the full reason, no. But they've sort of ruled out blood disorders, anything genetic. So it's like like they literally said I'm a medical mystery. <laughs> They're like, Well, we've like, better done everything all right on our end. We're stumped. Wow. Okay, so how does that how does that make you feel, Priya? Because honestly, that would drive me crazy. I know 100% why I had my stroke and I understand everything that happened. If I didn't, I think I would go crazy. (laughs) How do you keep from going mad? It kind of does like annoy me because I don't know what things I need to avoid um, to not have another one. Are you on blood thinners now? Yeah, I'm still on blood thinners. Okay. Wow. That that seems like it's so much fun. (laughs) It's it's like, it's like so small it doesn't even matter to me like it's do you bruise easily now apparently i haven't tested that theory though (laughs) (laughs) i run into everything and like even now i'm not on blood thinners and i'm like how did i get that bruise wait why am i bleeding how did i get it so it would be the worst for me yeah he did say you have to be really careful now because you will bruise easier but I think that's for any blood thinner you take. There's a way. You should probably just be in like a big bubble, you know? Like, you know, bubble football? You should probably just walk around in one of those. Maybe a helmet. I don't know. I'm really scared. About I mean, like, <laughs> it's, I think the experience has given me a good, really good pain tolerance. Because in hospital, I used to have blood tests like every second day. So now when I get a blood test, I'm literally like looking at it while it's being done and I don't even flinch. That's very impressive. The other day I burned my foot, like I dropped boiling water accidentally, of course, and I didn't even like, I couldn't feel any pain and I didn't flinch. It hasn't bruised or scarred, which is really lucky. I just figured something out, Priya. You unlocked your mutant ability. Like you're now like a superhero. You're like an X-Men now. No, you're, you're everyone indestructible. around me was like panicking. And they were like, oh, can you feel it? Like, does it hurt? I'm like, nah. <laughs> no. <laughs> you are now Bruce Willis from Unbreakable. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> okay, so after you got home, you know, how was your recovery? I pretty much recovered in rehab. So I was in inpatient rehab for two weeks. So that was actually supposed to be three weeks, but I was doing quite well. So they discharged me early. Oh, you overachiever. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And then I did outpatient rehab for four weeks, but that was like uh, twice a week. So it was more like, exercises and building up strength right right um what were your deficits after your stroke i didn't really have much like probably just like physical i had nothing no deficits like i lost my whole left side in hospital but in rehab it was fine 
after I finished and then probably just like short-term memory loss and then sometimes I guess speech like sometimes you know when you you probably get this too when you struggle to say the word you're thinking of yes yes you know you and I we have a lot of the same we have a lot of the same deficits you know when I was in the hospital I had left side neglect so I didn't acknowledge I had a left side for some reason. My brain didn't acknowledge I had a left side. Even when I, what the, the funniest thing, the strangest thing for me is they would ask me to draw something. And I remember drawing a clock and I drew like half a clock. And that's just like this weird thing that happens in your brain when you have left side neglect, but that came back. So my biggest issue is uh, the short term memory. Oh my gosh, the worst. I feel like Dory, you know, because like I'll, I'll just, I, I reintroduce myself. I say the same things. I'll repeat the same question. It's the worst. And then like retaining the information sucks too. You know, it, it's really bad because sometimes I'm like, wait, this is a picture of me. I don't remember any of this. So it's really weird. It's very, very annoying to me. Does that stuff drive, does the memory drive you crazy? And has it gotten better over time? Not really like in a bad way. Um, it's more for me, it's like you could tell me something and then two minutes later I'll forget what you said. But I feel like I remember the important stuff, but like the stuff that's not so important, it's like brush it under the rug. <laughs> so if you forget, you just tell somebody, hey, be a little bit more interesting with your information and I'll yeah, remember it. Exactly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> send me over something, something jazzy. I know you're not supposed to ask a woman her age. I know this because I was raised by all women <laughs> and it's not something you do. But you were 24 when you had your stroke. How many years ago was that? Five. Oh, you're a baby, Priya. Priya, you're so young. So I'm 30 now. <laughs> Oh, you're such a youngin. You're so young, Priya. You infants. <laughs> the, I remember when I remember when I turned thirty. I'm in my forties now. You know, I'm in my early forties. But I remember when I turned thirty, and it was like a really weird moment for me because it's like, wow, this is a big one. Like I'm thirty. This is crazy. Do you want to know what I found out? Thirty feels exactly like twenty nine. <laughs> hey, at least you did not have your thirtieth in twenty twenty. Oh my gosh. <gasps> I had to Priya. like. I had to do like five different dinners because we had restrictions at the time. Okay, speaking of, so now we got a little bit of of Priya and and your last name Sharma, correct? Yeah. I'm I'm saying it right. I don't want to butcher it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Priya Sharma, talk about your stroke. Know a little bit about who you are, where you're coming from in the brain injury world. You're now living through the strangest year of our lives. You know, one of the strangest years ever okay so how has it been in australia living through covid with a brain injury (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely interesting um i do find it for me easier though because i'm so i'm like a mix between an introvert and extrovert so (laughs) depending on my company is who i am I do like it, though, because I feel more comfortable working from home. So that's that's been a plus for me, I guess. I don't go out too often, so I guess that hasn't really changed for me either. Okay. You're not a party animal? No. <laughs> <laughs> not really, no. I mean, I will here and there. I, I find I'm going out. I actually find 
that I've been going out more this year than I have before, which is really strange because you think it'd be the opposite. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it hasn't really been much, much difference, I guess. With everyone with mental health, it is hard being like indoors all the time. But in Sydney, we're lucky, like we only had one. It wasn't really a lockdown either. It was just big restrictions in March. And then after that, we've just had like smaller restrictions. So like you can only have book up to 10 people in a restaurant per group. It hasn't been anything really major. And you, for the most part now in Australia, things are getting back to, and I'm doing quote fingers, things are getting back to normal, correct? Yeah. So all the states are pretty much open to each other now because we did have all the state borders closed and they're all open now, which is good. So you were taking things, you guys in Australia were taking things very seriously. Yeah. It's amazing how when you (laughs) exactly it's amazing when you take this seriously how things can get back to normal a lot more quickly. But you've also got to keep in mind that your population is much bigger than ours. So that's true. Also, you have to keep in mind that we have a bunch of COVIDiots in my country that don't really care about anything except for their own interests. So that's so, a yeah, bummer. Your, your president included. <laughs> the, well, yeah, the if, if that's one, not the next. Yeah. <laughs> Man, see, that was always my my issue. I try not to get like too political. Just my issue is we have no leadership. We don't. Now I understand this in in a in a large scale where you don't want to cause panic. I I get that, but pretending that everything was fine and actually saying no, everything's fine. That's not okay. And then after we realize everything isn't fine, to still be like. Everything's fine. Yeah, yeah, you don't need to wear a mask. And then he got it himself, didn't he? Yes. Of course. Of course. <laughs> of course he had of to. Of course he did. You know? And you know what's really sad? A lot of people were like, I hope he gets sick and I hope he, like, even worse. And I'm like, I, I just hope he takes it serious. And to be honest, he didn't, you know? He didn't. Because I saw he went out to press conferences while he was supposed to be in isolation and stuff. You know, isn't it great, like, as a leader (laughs) to do things like that? (laughs) You have a great leader to look up to. However, the next one is going to be a bit better, I think. Hey, the next one is actually part of our community. Yeah, I know. I was about to say he's a survivor like us. He's had two aneurysms. Yeah. You know, he's he's definitely, he's out. Oh yeah, yeah, he's our people. Oh, one of us. <laughs> I'm telling you, Priya, it starts now. We're starting a brain injury cult, and we've got the president on our side. It's gonna be so much fun. It's gonna be so great. Wait, I, I I've said this before, and I think I'm bringing it back for 2021, where we're gonna start a brain injury cult, and so everybody who has a brain injury is gonna be part of the cult, right? If you don't have a brain injury, we're gonna take metal bats. And give you a brain injury to be part of the cult. What do you think? Are you in? I mean, I'm not about harming people, but. <laughs> so they could all be one of us. One of us. 
Thank you to our amazing community on Patreon for supporting this podcast. You can support us too and get different perks and gifts depending on which Neuro Jedi tier you sign up for. For example, if you're on our Neuro Padawan $5 tier, then you're probably listening to this episode a day early before it's public release. Your support helps us grow and continue to create this podcast. Plus, a portion of the proceeds go to a different cause or individual in the brain injury survivor community each month. Sign up at patreon.com slash the neuronerds. So I do have a politician on my side. I've met my state member a couple of times and through the Stroke Foundation. And he is, so the first time I met him, he told me his father had died from a stroke the year before so he's he, like he always meets with me he always like he always has time and i would feel really bad giving him a brain injury so that'll be we'll discuss that you know what that's awesome that's actually a, a good a transition into your advocacy that's one of the first things that i noticed about you i was like wow obviously you're amazing and I was like, wow, she, you do so much for the community. And I just think that's such a beautiful thing. It's like very inspiring. And it's one of the first things that I noticed. I was like, wow, she's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so you work with, I don't know what the stroke associations are in Australia. So what, what, uh, who, who do you work with over, well, down under? <laughs> well, is the Stroke Foundation Australia? So National Stroke Foundation. So I just volunteer. So I, so I actually do like stroke safe talks. Um, so that's where companies can book talks, and we go and educate them about stroke and how to spot a stroke, like how to know someone's having one, what to do in that instance. And then I've also done a few like a bit of media as well. So interviews for like magazines and newspapers and then I do fundraise for them a lot doing events so like our local like we have city to surf in Sydney so it's just a 14k it's a run but I don't run and then in November we have stride for stroke so that's where you set yourself a target of so many kilometres to walk within the month of November and you fundraise. So I do that. I So last year I actually, I was invited to the Parliament House, so down in the ACT, to hear an announcement about heart and stroke. So I'm, the Federal Health Minister was giving the announcement and he was quite shocked when he heard my story and how old I was. And then this year I was invited to a morning tea for that our premiere was holding. So that was pretty cool. But I do stuff like that. <laughs> you're literally one of the coolest people. Like you're like an international woman of mystery. You know, like you just do really, really cool things for the, the community. I think it's amazing. Like it's, it's actually, it's very inspiring. It just shows like who you are post-stroke like you're educating the masses and i gotta tell you that masses need education when i had my stroke priya i didn't know what a stroke was i wasn't aware of what a stroke was i didn't think it could happen to someone my age so it's 
portrayed in the media that it only happens to like elderly people, which is not true. I've met so many people like my age or younger. So I've met parents that their babies had a stroke as well. That's so sad. One of my closest friends is actually Australian. Do you know Noreen Walsh? I've heard of her. Okay. Noreen Walsh is, she was one of my first stroke friends. Yeah, that sounds weird. But at the very beginning, it was very difficult for me to connect with anybody because in and I think I don't know if you can relate to this. If you haven't had a brain injury, you can't really understand. Yes. Yeah. So uh, it's just easier to talk to someone that knows fully that's been through the same things. We're like soldiers. We're like brain soldiers. You know what I mean? Like our brains went to war and it's really difficult for people to understand, you know, uh, brain fog and like I'm, I'm having one of those days, the, the, the fatigue that comes along with having a brain injury. Very difficult for people to understand the fatigue because I've been told, oh, you can get over fatigue easily. I'm like, no, you can't. Not <laughs> it's this not, kind the, of it's not the same. <laughs> Everyone thinks fatigue is just tiredness. I'm like, no, it's it's men, it's full on like mental fatigue. At the very beginning of my uh, recovery, it, it was like my my neurons, everything was reconnecting, and it was a. I've never felt that type of exhaustion. I remember the first time I started reading again. I read it was like three lines, and I had to take a two hour nap. I I was done. I just didn't understand how I could be physically exhausted from something that's going on in in my brain, you know. But but yeah, no. I, so I love connecting with other brain injury survivors because like we get it. So early on, nobody, even in my outpatient rehab, everybody was in their fifties, sixties, and seventies, and I'm like, uh, I don't. Yeah. I don't really have anybody to talk to. You so should have I met my rehab. Well, was it was a bunch of older 80, people? 90 year olds. I was the only young person there. Did they think that you worked there? No, no, because normally they do have like people my age because people my like my age back then are stupid. Right. Go and crash their motorcycles and everything. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy that you said that. Another one of my Australian homies, Wally. I don't know if you know Wally on Instagram. It's like Wally's TBI journey. And he had, a, I think it was a motorcycle or ATV. And he, like he uh, uh, had a brain injury. Um, suffer from it. By the way, I have several Australian friends. I love you guys. I cannot wait to go visit the, you guys in the future. It's going to be so much fun. But anyway, so like I met um, Noreen online and she had her stroke when she was just over a year old. It blew my mind. Yeah. I didn't know kids could have strokes until I had mine and I started, like, connecting with other survivors. Right, right. I, I've become um, friends with uh, Joey the Legend in the UK, his mother, and she explained, like, you know, oh, well, he had his stroke when he was 10, I believe. I just met a woman who had her son had a stroke in utero. That blew my mind. Like, you're not even born yet, and you had a stroke. That was so crazy. Is that friend from the States, or? No, no. I th Wait, where? okay. So I talked to people. Okay, was it Matt? No. In my head, I'm doing the, okay, it wasn't. <laughs> it was in the UK. It wasn't Yorkshire. It was somewhere, somewhere in the UK. Like, there. <laughs> I'm friends with two ladies that 
So one of their girls had a stroke after she was, like straight after she was born, I think, and then the other one had one in utero. That just blows my mind, you know? And I always come off as a fear monger. You know, I always feel like people like, God, Joe, like I'm afraid to do anything. I'm not. I just want to let anybody, anybody and everybody know you can have a stroke. It's it has nothing to do with your age. It has nothing to do with your background. You know, you just want to protect yourself. My stroke. Hey, and you know this because you're an advocate. 80 percent of all strokes can be prevented. My stroke 100 percent could have been prevented. You know, you know, it drives me a little bit mad, Priya. You don't even know what happened to, to you. You're like, your body's yeah, causing blood clots? I was going to say, I don't know if mine could have even been prevented or not. Like, I don't know why, what the cause was. So You're part of that 20% that it's like, hey, it was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so uh, let me ask you a question. When it comes to your stroke, are you resentful of your stroke? No, because I've had so many great opportunities since then. Yeah, I don't have any resent to it. I had... I think I recovered really quickly because I was fit and healthy beforehand. I had great doctors and nurses. I've had really great thing like opportunities since the stroke. And I managed to be back at full-time work about a year after my stroke, which was cool. And then, yeah, I was back at the gym like 10 months after my stroke. Amazing. Superhero. See, you're an, are you an X-Men? Can you fly? Have you tried to fly? I wish. <laughs> no, that, then that's... I wouldn't have to pay for air tickets. Yeah, that, yeah that's true. You'd be like, hey, I'm, I'm going to take off. <laughs> fly over to California. Hey, hey when, if, if and when you come to California, we're going to hang out. It's going to be amazing. At some point, I am going to make my way over to Australia. It's on the list. I have a list of several places that like I have to hit. So before my stroke, I never traveled. I never went anywhere. I never like at all. I went to Mexico once. It wasn't even Mexico. I just went to Tijuana. And then as soon as I survived, because like I lived, I was like, yeah, I, I want to travel. I got my passport and then I went to China and I went to Thailand. And now I was like looking forward to doing all this travel. And then the world went crazy. I was supposed to go to China this year. Oh, that garbage country. I am not a fan, Priya. I am not a fan. The people there were so rude. It yeah, was so I heard that. So <laughs> I was actually um so we're doing it next year, not in China, but we were supposed to with the Stroke Foundation do a hike um of the Great Wall. That would have been fun, but we're just doing like some in the Northern Territory next year. Oh, okay. That would have been fun. I'll, t- I'll tell you, yeah. the highlight of China for me was going to Shanghai Disney. That was really cool. Yes, I want to go there. My friend lives in Shanghai, so... Shanghai was cool. Also, the Pizza Huts are amazing down there. And I know it sounds weird, but they're really, really good. I don't like <laughs> so- No. But- <laughs> oh, well, yeah, no, neither do I, because I live in America and they're all garbage over here. Yeah, so we like my dad makes his own pizza. Oh, so I don't know he makes the base himself as well. Oh, so when I come visit, dad has to make me a pizza. Make a pizza, yeah. Okay, that, I, that makes me very happy. 
They have been to Shanghai, though, and they said don't go alone, like go with someone. I don't know. Did you go alone or...? No, I, I went with a, a small group. It, it was me, Felice, and and two other people. I think he said that because of like the language barrier, maybe. People are not very helpful, and they don't yeah. want to help. Like, he it, but I get it too. I also get it that there's so many people there that it's hard to like slow down. So everybody kind of had blinders on and just kind of did their own thing. But I felt the most comfortable at Disneyland. It was real weird to hear Ariel speak Chinese. That, that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> Snow White speaking that Chinese. It was strange. It was strange, but it was really, really cool, you know, and it was just nice to travel. And I was really looking forward to doing more traveling because I have to go to Australia because I have to visit you. I have to visit Noreen. I have to visit Wally. I have to visit Heidi. I like. I, I have people. And, and I'm guessing we're all in different states, aren't we? To be honest, I have no idea. I don't have like a frame of reference. I know there's Sydney. That's about it. That's as far as I go. But because I also know that Australia as it's it's huge. Yeah. Like it's it's a giant chunk of the map. So, you know, if you ever look at a globe, it's like, oh yeah, like here's these other places. <laughs> Here is Australia. It's it's this huge ma- massive area, but it's also really, really it's a lot of desert, right? Not desert, but like a lot of dry land. There is, yeah. Uh, to me, I kind of picture Australia as like Mad Max. not like not like people are crazy driving but like the the just out there's a lot of like dirt and open road am i mistaken about that probably in like the country areas but i'm in the city so not where i am okay clearly i'm not very cultured (laughs) (laughs) no i'm i'm in the hills area so there's a lot of Hills. Oh, are they alive with the sound of music? <laughs> the hills have eyes. <laughs> oh my god, no, that's creepy. <laughs> so you guys are are on the the verge of opening up and and living life normal. Have you? When's the last time you had like a well? Nope, you can't go there. Like a COVID outbreak. I think we actually in Sydney we had one like a week ago, but that was a worker at a quarantine hotel. How many people are dying a day in Australia because of COVID? At the moment, I don't think we have any dying. Wow. And and how many new cases are popping up? Do you, do you know like... I haven't really been keeping updated, to be honest. So I used to work for subscriptions in like a news company. So I'd see it every day and now I'm like, I don't want to hear about it. Doesn't matter to me. Like, I know I'm higher risk with COVID anyway, like you are. Um, so I just stay home, keep to myself, try not to go out too much. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, you got to be your, your own best company. I, I got to tell you, like, even d- during this, I'm like, I like hanging out with me. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's cool. Yeah. People, people overrated. One star. I could do without them. are annoying. Very, very, <laughs> very true. 
Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. As a brain injury or a stroke survivor like myself, it's hard for me to get through reading books due to my injury. But with Audible, I can now enjoy as many books as I want just by listening. Thanks to Audible, I can listen to stroke survivor Kavita Bossi's book, Room 23. Once it popped up on Audible, I immediately put it on my wish list. Read Kavita's book with us. That's right. The Neuro Nerds have a book club. What a great way for our brain injury survivor community to read books together. And even if you don't want to read the book we're reading, with this free trial, you can select any book of your choice for free. Go to audibletrial.com slash the neuro nerd. Boom! Boom! Neuro <laughs> nerds. And also, you said you're like an introvert, extrovert, like you're a little bit of both. I think I'm the same. I'm very extroverted. Like, I'm very like, this is who I am all the time. I'm always at like, like a almost a 10. But what would I rather be doing? Kind of hanging out in my drawers, playing video games, playing with my dog. Like That's just what I would rather be doing than going to party or hang out. And I, I think I'm an, an introvert who's really good at being an extrovert. But like I would rather just, I don't know, not really do anything with anyone. So I'm like, I've got probably about five or six close friends that I will always, if I go out, it will always be with them or, like, one or two of them. So I always in the same kind of group when I go out, so I feel more comfortable. But then I guess, yeah, meeting someone new, I'm not always overly friendly. Um, (laughs) Impossible, Priya. You seem like the sweetest person in the world. You know what I love about COVID? There's one. <laughs> wait, 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 I love that. Is this is the first time any sentence has ever started out with? You know what I love about COVID? About this whole situation, I'm not forced to give everyone a hug, and I oh. love that because I'm are, not. Wait, are you not a hugger? No, I'm not. Oh, Priya, there's, I'm there's, a hugger. There's certain people I will hug but like generally i'm not a hugger okay cool i don't care if you're a hugger or not i'm a hugger and when we meet <laughs> no. i think you're awesome i'm gonna hug the shit out of you i am i it's i'm a, I'm a big hugger i was really bummed out you know a, a friend of mine came to visit me from another country and she was the worst hugger in history you know when you shake someone's hand and it's like oh it's a firm handshake oh it's a good handshake have you ever shake someone's hand and it's just like the really soft like limp hand that's what her whole body was it was like the worst hug i was like what are you doing like i felt icky <laughs> afterwards but no i i love hugging like I'm a, I'm a big hugger you know that's like me like if i'm with my friends or whatever i'm a hugger but if it's with people i either don't like or don't know i'm not a hugger <laughs> okay well you know me now right like we're people like we're we're yeah, I know I told you. I said <laughs> when we see each other, you're gonna okay, get a good. bear hug. Good. And it better be good. If it's a shitty hug, oh my god, I'm just gonna be so mad. Be like, Priya, what I, I came halfway around the world for this? This is ridiculous. <laughs> I think it's it's I'm just really happy that you guys are safe over there because you guys are treating this seriously. You guys are acting like adults. And yeah, you guys are missing out on some things, but 
it's for the greater good. You know, people like us, we are more susceptible to this thing that's going around. So we have to be careful. And I'm very happy that there are more people over there that are worried about people like you and, you know, keeping distance. Are you guys doing a mask thing over there? It's not compulsory. Like it's recommended to wear a mask on public transport in shopping centers. Like if you can't social distance, but I think, not as many people are doing it now, whereas I will always wear one if I'm catching a train or a bus or something. Right. Well, that's good. That makes me feel much more more comfortable here. We actually have protests of giant groups of people with no masks to prove that we have freedom. That's the thing. That's why you're getting so many more cases. Yeah, we, we're, we're not a bright people, but you know what we have? freedom to be as dumb as we choose to be (laughs) (laughs) i mean look so melbourne they were in lockdown for a few months but they have like zero cases now everything's starting to open up same with new zealand they went into lockdown like straight away and now they have like nothing the hope is now in la that okay we're at a stay at home order for the next three weeks like that's we're just home unless we have to do something like oh go get food whatever the hope is that it's taken more seriously than the first time because the first time nobody took it serious there's no enforcement of of the mask the distance that there's none so we had thanksgiving over here recently and i went to uh, do you guys have costco in australia yeah we have a few Okay, so like I live there. It's basically the only store I go to. It's not as good as over there. Like I haven't been to one in the US, but I went in Toronto in Canada. So good. Oh my gosh. When you if you come down here, it is Shangri-La. It's beautiful. Like it is heaven. It's the best place ever. I live there. So I went there to get a couple of things for our solo Thanksgiving. Just Felice and I, we just cooked like we were cooking for several people, but it was just her and I because we took this very serious. People were buying for 20, 30 people. Like they were having giant get togethers where I'm like, come on, man. There's a reason why here in LA, I live in in basically Los Angeles. See, if you do that here... You get a fine. Good. Again, so there's no enforcement at the moment. I think is higher, but a few months ago, the limit to guests in your house was twenty, and if you had over twenty, you would get fined. But then a few weeks later, it was you would get fined and then each guest would get a $1,000 fine as well. You know, I like that. I do. I think that that's a good way of getting people not to overcrowd and because you don't want your guests getting fined as well, right? So it's fine if you get fined, but, like, for everyone you've invited... Oh, that's that's amazing, Priya. I love I love that. Look, over here we had an issue with seatbelts. This was like forever ago. Nobody was wearing seatbelts, and that people were getting into accidents. People were dying. So we're like, all right, we have to figure out the seatbelt thing. So now f- they started fining people. So it's you have to have a seatbelt on. If you don't have a seatbelt, you get pulled over, and they give you a fine. Everybody wears their seatbelt now. Was Everybody. that not a thing before? No, before no, no, no. This this. 
be, oh well, yeah like like year maybe like what two decades ago it was just like eh, i don't want to wear a seatbelt but then they turned it into like a law so you have to there weren't riots in the street you're taking away my freedom to not wear a seatbelt there wasn't any I've of that there's always been a law here you know you guys are just ahead of the curve see you guys look at <laughs> <in> the future <laughs> No, but that's like that's just common sense. It should be a law. It's your safety. Priya, does it really seem does it really seem like we have a ton of common sense over here? Look who was voted into office. I'm just gonna say that. That's a good point, actually. You know, I'm and again, I don't want to get like super political. I'm just gonna talk about like a human being. A human being that's made fun of children was voted into office you know it's i'm just gonna say like this is what's running things this is why things are a little bit chaotic so a human being that can't even fight tan (laughs) (laughs) like do you know how to blend (laughs) like does he just (laughs) i know it's weird to me you know in the fight tan you like you pass by a mirror right do you think like looks in the mirror is like yeah that looks good like how is that the look? <laughs> you know, seriously, his face is a different color to his neck. It's hey, if you vote a clown into office, of course the circus is gonna follow. So that's what this has been. It's almost embarrassing. I've actually had friends from around the world say, "Hey, it's almost embarrassing to make fun of you guys now." Say like, we always make fun of America, but now it's, it's like not even funny. You know what I mean? Like it's just not funny. Like. People are telling me, I want you guys to go back to being like the way it was so we can make fun of you. But like now it's just sad. We're making fun of you and it's just sad. I'm like, oh, that hurts. It hurts. It's almost embarrassing to be where I'm at right now. You know, it's funny that his wife doesn't even like him. It's so weird. I have never seen. She won't even hold his hand. I've ne- have you? There's compilations of her like literally pulling her hand away and pulling hiding away it. When he tries. To, yeah, I've seen this. It is awful like all of this is crazy like none of the you take one thing that this orange buffoon has done and any other president would have been persecuted would have just been it it would have been a lot but now it's just common oh well there's so many excuses made for like the behavior i just i just think it's gross oh imagine if uh obama did the shit he's pulled there would be it would be chaos. It would like be first, chaos. Like a black president. Right. There's, you know, always, it, there's already so much racism in your country. It's it's so look as forward as I think I think well <laughs> now it's in question, but I always thought I live in the greatest country in the world. As crazy as things are, we have you know, the freedom to, to, to do what we like, to say what we like. We have the freedom, but a lot of those freedoms come at a cost you know it's people are using these freedoms as like ammunition for evil which is awful you know i wish we had leadership because our freedoms should be a positive and right now they're just such a negative look at how many people are dying we are having thousands of americans die every single day and i talked to a couple nurse friends of mine and they're like yeah so we have patients who are dying. They don't believe that COVID is real. And they're dying of COVID. Yeah. That, it hurts but, my heart. But that's the thing. So I, one of my friends was telling me she has a nurse friend. And um, one of the patients 
died. He died of like a heart attack or something. And apparently the government were trying to pay his family to say that he died from COVID. So that's the thing. When I hear about a death of COVID, I don't know if it's actually COVID or is it the family that's been paid off to say it's COVID. I don't know where it was, but like she's in Australia, so I'm assuming it was here. That's crazy. See, but then stories like that pop up and then people like, see, it's all fake. And I'm like, it's not. I know a couple of of good friends, all survivor friends, you know, basically nine out of 10 people I speak to are all survivors. (laughs) So a a friend of mine in Georgia, Mimi have it at the moment. Mimi just so Mimi's father caught it from a client and then went home and infected Mimi and her mom awful Mimi's lost her sense of smell taste yeah she I has the fatigue where she can't move like she could barely like function she's like I'm so tired with everything I have a friend in Georgia who's lost four members of her family and you know what's even crazier you know how you talked about blood clots apparently COVID can actually cause blood clots yeah now. I've heard and of people that are having too, strokes which kind of scares me a bit more that scares the because fuck out of me been, Priya I've yeah it's been linked to like neurological conditions yeah everything from people are experiencing brain fog for the first time people are having cognitive issues the blood clotting issue the latest thing i mentioned on the live too people's teeth are falling out it's so weird you know it's this crazy thing that's only been around since march you know there's and and now we have zombie mink in denmark has it been around since march that's when we were told about it that's Yes, that's would, when it actually it hit. Been before. For for sure. What's even crazier is uh, Felice was traveling the world. You know, like who knows? She was traveling like she was uh, traveling with the, the the Sunday service choir. You know, just hitting all these spots. Who knows how many people could have been infected and then traveled around? You know, it's it's such a it's such a crazy thing. You know, it's still so new. So the vaccine it makes me a little weary because w- what is it going to do? What are the side effects? We don't even know the side effects. Also, with the vaccine, a lot of airlines are going to make it compulsory before you travel internationally. So I saw on Qantas, they're going to make it so that you have to show them proof that you've gotten the vaccine before you travel international. I get it. I get it like I do, but it's just it that's it's just weird to me. You know, I just want to know what all the side effects are. Before I inject my body with something, especially being a brain injury survivor, you know, like how is this going to affect me long term? I don't even take pills. Like if I have a headache or whatever, I don't take anything because I don't know if it's going to have a side effect with the blood thinners. So because I'm on blood thinners, I can't take anti-inflammatories. So the only only thing, so I can't take like cold and flu tablets and stuff if I'm sick. So it's basically just. So you like, just have to write out the sickness. Yeah. So the only thing I can take is Panadol. Panadol. I don't know what Panadol is. It's like ibuprofen. Oh, okay. You guys have that, don't you? But we can't take ibuprofen because it's a blood thinner. Right. Same with you, Oh, yeah. Aspirin's a blood thinner, so I can't take that. So a lot of time you just have to deal with the pain. Yeah, exactly. 
Yay. <laughs> hey, you can handle it. You're a superhero, Priya. Legitimately, you're a superhero. You don't feel pain. And I'm not 100% sure that you're not able to fly. You know, I'm just saying. Just saying. Okay, that was really weird. Like, they full everyone panicked and, like, put my foot in a bowl of, like, cold water. And they started chucking ice in there. And I'm like... My foot's just having a bath. <laughs> that, is, that is awesome. Thanks to our sponsor, Avid Technology, for providing us with the tools, or should I say pro tools, to record, edit, and mix our podcast and get our message out clearly to the world. Try Avid first to start recording today for free at avid.com slash pro dash tools. Yay. Yay. I'm very happy, Priya, that you're okay. Like, I, I am. It's really scary to me because another really good friend of mine, brain injury survivor, um, mother of four, she just hit me up right now and she said she tested positive for COVID. And that just, that's so frightening to me. Yeah, I'm, that's one thing that does scare me because I have, I'm asthmatic as well, so. Oh, it's and yeah, it's, it's a cardiovascular issue. Like, there's a lot. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Priya, please, please invest in a bubble. <laughs> just get a big giant bubble and just walk around in a big bubble. It would make me feel, yeah, go to Costco. You could buy like five of them. <laughs> you get a pack of five. <laughs> it would make me feel better knowing that you're in a bubble because you are precious cargo and you're a national treasure in Australia. Somehow you're a national treasure over here in America too. <laughs> but hey, I. <laughs> <laughs> hey look i i'm i'm really happy that we we're able um uh, to connect and actually this is like the first time like we're i've known you for a while now but this is like the first time like there were like meeting like face to face this is like the new meeting you know what i mean it's like oh yeah we met like it, it's like i don't know this is like i i kind of feel like we're living in 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 the future because like we're talking face to face on a computer you know it's not just like a phone yeah. boring i can actually see, I can see your face your... people don't really talk on their phones now they just yeah text know. you know what's funny when people like actually call me and it's not even like a facetime if it's just like a regular phone call i'm like what kind of psychopath just calls I'm like, a person? Yeah, who are you just text who? me what what year WhatsApp. is this <laughs> yeah exactly it's not whatsapp get out of here i gotta deal with this my cousin was saying she feels weird when someone messages her and not uses whatsapp because whatsapp's like the thing right now everyone just uses whatsapp so she she feels weird when someone actually messages her like yeah she's what kind of animal is using what are you doing (laughs) how are we even friends (laughs) i know I'm really, really happy that that you guys are safe and that your country is opening up because you're full of adults over there. And that makes me very, very happy. Australia has had like a shitty year. So we we had the big bushfires at the start of the year. That was rough. That was rough. I saw a lot of the footage. Yeah. It broke my heart because of the wallaby. The Wait, the wallabies? The wallabies? Koalas, kangaroos. The koalas. The koalas were on fire and it broke my heart because they're the cutest things in the world. Mm. Do you not think they're cute? They are, but don't get 
Don't get too close to them. Oh, are they jerks? Because apparently they have chlamydia. Are you serious? <laughs> oh my god. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> are you serious? And they can get really nasty. Well, well yeah, they have chlamydia. <laughs> I'm no, sure they're no, very they, uncomfortable. Their claws and stuff, they... We have, like, a koala park up the road from us. Oh, my. Do they give, like, the koalas koala condoms just in case? (laughs) I haven't (laughs) been there since I was little. I refuse to go there. I refuse to go there as an adult because there are a bunch of koalas with chlamydia. That's the weirdest thing I have ever heard. (laughs) Hey, on the Neuro Nerds, you learn something new Every episode. Last episode, we were, we were talking about a uh, uh, zombie mink. You you heard about the zombie mink? Yeah. Now, now koalas with chlamydia. All right, that needs to be on a t-shirt. They're cute from afar. Yes. It's like like any other dangerous animal. Like a lot. Like I like lions, but from afar. I saw Lion King. Not Lion King. Oh my gosh! The, the there was a the show on Netflix. The and the the guy had oh the lion something, and he had like a bunch of lions. And now he's in jail. That series was crazy because there was a lion that ripped like some Carol Baskin one. Yes, phenomenal! It was so good. But I know, yeah, I haven't watched it yet. Tiger King. There it is. To. Not lion. It was Tiger <laughs> King. It was so ridiculous, and of course it happened here in the States. Of course it did. That dude is, I can guarantee, an (laughs) anti-masker. That dude doesn't believe in COVID. (laughs) It's all a sham. it, it, It was a lot. But yeah, those animals, they're wild animals. I used to work with this guy who just thought everything was a conspiracy theory. Just everything in life. So like... Every time you'd strike a conversation about something, he'd be like, oh, that's just a conspiracy. So I bet you he thinks COVID is a conspiracy theory. For sure. Well, my thing when it comes to to COVID, I speak to so many people from around, like literally every part of the world. It's the same thing everywhere. So you're saying there's like this, this underground cabal of people like plotting this fake thing in every single country around the world. Really? That's what, no. That's what some people actually think, though. They think the government are just making it up. I'm like, you know what that tells me? Seen, like stories of people that have had it. It's not yeah. a joke. That's, that's what's really sad. It shouldn't take you getting sick or somebody you know getting sick for you to believe that this is a thing. It also tells me that there's a lot of dumb people in the world. I get so angry because, like, especially with with some of my family, they know my history, yet they'll still come and try and, like, force a hug on me or something. And I'm like, no. We're and, still and you're like, hey, you're, you're my family. You know I don't hug. Yeah, but, like, we're still in a pandemic. I don't care if restaurants are opening up or anything. We still have to be careful. If I want to hug you, I'll come and hug you. But other than that, keep your distance. 
Right. See, you know what would help with that, Priya? A bubble. No, I just need a sign on my head saying no touching. Yeah. <laughs> don't touch no don't touch the merchandise. <laughs> yeah, precious merchandise. No, but seriously, it does. It does annoy me because you like they all know my history. So shouldn't it be common sense that you should know to be careful? Yeah, it's you your think. family too, you know. They should 100% respect the boundaries. A few of my like my friends are like one of my friends I met up with her the other day and I did hug her but she was kind of cautious. She was like I don't know whether like to hug people or not. I'm like it's fine. But if you kind of force it on someone, someone who's had like our history, it's like, you should know a bit better. I had a friend stay with me, uh, well, oh, like two weeks ago, and she stayed in the guest house. And when we spoke, we were seven, eight feet apart. We were wearing masks. And do you want to, like, we, we hugged once. And how we did it is I said, okay, turn around. <laughs> and then I went and I just grabbed her by the shoulders and I said, don't breathe. And then we, we just hugged like that. And then that was it. That was like the only time because we're and both I brain injury survivors. And I don't elbow bump because I sneeze into my elbow. Oh, so and I, then you can I, be passing that on. Yeah, I'm not going to elbow bump you either. Like, No, no, just use your foot. Like do do like a little little little, little, little uh, foot touch. Boom. That's it. It's like the new high five. I just say hi from far. You know what I do? I just don't go out. That's what I do. It's the best thing in the world. I just say, keep my distance by staying home. All of it's it's really awkward. It's very strange. It's like a really weird new world. But you know, we we've been through worse, have we? Wait, have we really? Yes, we have. We had brain injuries. Yeah. We've been through much yeah. worse. You know, and that's the one thing we will survive. You and I, we're survivors, and we'll no matter what, we're gonna survive. Like one of the worst things. Yeah. So this psst, COVID. Psst. Piece of cake. <laughs> it's not going to get us. Wait, no, wait, I think we're 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 going to be in a good place. Also, we're a lot more understanding, and I think that helps us get through this craziness because we've been through this insane thing that happened to our brains. You know, we're a lot more understanding and caring about other people as opposed to the huge majority of the people in my country who are just kind of like freedom well then i think also with what we've been through we're a lot smarter in terms of staying in not going out unless we need to or yeah we, yeah we we know how to protect ourselves and you know and and i again i just think we're 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 very we're very kind people i i'm saying us brain injury we're like our own people you know what i mean like we're like our own subset of humanity like we're we're all we're all very kind people and we understand like look real just like this everything could be taken away from us so we have that appreciation uh for life and like we love living i know that sounds weird but like we have like a, a new love for living because we came so close to not being here you know it's so wild that we're going through this pandemic and we're on two completely different parts of the world and we're living two completely different lives during the middle of this same pandemic. You know, it's it's very strange. And it was interesting to hear how things are going in Australia as opposed to things over here. Sadly, <laughs> it's much better where you are than it is where I'm at. 
but I'm very happy. That makes me happy because Priya, I think you're amazing. I do. And I, I'm very appreciative to, that you gave me this time and you came on the Neuro Nerds. We're a huge fan of yours. I think you do incredible things for the community and I'm, I'm so happy to actually finally get to sit down, connect and get to know you. I think you're a fantastic person, Priya, and I can't wait to meet you and give you an awkward hug. <laughs> oh, <my> so, <laughs> no, it, it is. It's going to be an awkward bear hug because I'm a big, big, hairy dude and I'm kind of like a bear. <laughs> and, Don't think that's going to be anytime soon, though. You never that know. You're going to be able to come over here. That's true. That's it's true. Because you, you guys are going to be like, <laughs> Australia's going to be like, wait, we you're don't from America? Turn around, turn around. You got to go. No, because I think um, Ella wanted to come in like January. I'm like, that's not going to happen. No, no. Like, yeah, because Canada is spiking. Canada is spiking badly right now. They like, are, they're, yeah. They're, they're desperately trying to be like the U.S. <laughs> they're like, oh, you're the, you're bad? Check this out. Hold our beer. <laughs> if you enjoy listening to this podcast, please consider leaving us a five-star review on the Apple Podcast app. Your reviews help us grow and reach more listeners like you. Find us by searching for the Neuro Nerds on the Apple Podcast app today. All right, Priya. So this is the part of the show where I give our socials. You are, wait, you changed your, your handle recently, didn't you? No. Mine's are you still my stroke of inspiration? Yeah. Okay. Oh, no. There's the name at the bottom. I saw the, the, the girl I who lived. I changed my oh. photo. Mm-hmm. Oh, I changed my bio. Yeah. Yeah. You are the, I, I'm the boy who lived. I actually have a tattoo that says that, Priya. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, do you know that story? No. I know you had that tattoo, but I don't know it's because so after my my stroke i had a shunt put in my head to drain the blood from my brain and so i have this little little tiny scar it's not even a big scar it's a little tiny one but i was very self-conscious about very self-conscious so every time i left the house i always had a hat on and i would freak out if i didn't because i don't want people staring at me and then one day i forgot my hat because i have a brain injury and short-term memory loss and i was out and i kind of freaked out and i was in panic mode and i was like no no no, i don't want people to see me and felice she like calmly she put her hands on my shoulders and she was like you're like harry potter you're the boy who lived. It's your Harry Potter scar. And I was like, oh, my God. And so ever since then, I don't have any issue with the scar. And to remind me of that beautiful moment, I got a tattoo on my arm that said the boy who lived. So that's where mine is from. So I'm a big Harry Potter fan. So that's why I've got the girl who lived. Oh, so one thing I do miss being able to do is go to Universal Studios to Harry Potter Land, the Wizarding World. I haven't been there yet. It's Priya, it is fantastic. Like I've been to Universal, but this is pre Harry Potter Land. It's 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 amazing. I go to the three head something, the bar. The three broomsticks. Yes, I go to three broomsticks not and I get not butter even beer. A true Harry Potter fan, man. <laughs> I'm not. You know what's funny? Even my tattoo. So I have the Deathly Hallows tattoo, but I replaced because I'm a Star Wars guy. I replace the wand with a lightsaber. <laughs> and and I put the Death Star in the tattoo as well. So like I I made it my own. You know I like Harry Potter. I love Star Wars. See look I look Priya back there. There's a giant Django Fett yeah, poster. Yeah I can see that. <laughs> so so this, again so you can reach out to Priya the incredible the amazing the advocate the warrior queen it, it just. 
Priya, you're amazing. I honestly, I, I'm so happy that I got to connect with you because like I thought the world of you before, even more so now. You can follow Priya at my stroke of inspiration on Instagram. Is there any other places that you uh, uh, want people to reach out to you? Uh, probably Instagram's best. Like I use that the most or my email, which is linked on my profile anyway, but that's just my stroke of inspiration at gmail.com. Ooh, that'll be in the show notes. <laughs> and then my blog, which is mystrokeofinspiration.com. Ooh, yes, definitely check that out because honestly, Priya, you are very inspiring. And early on in my recovery, you were one of the people where I was like, wow, this chick is amazing. And I hope chick isn't a sexist thing to you. I don't mean it like that. I literally, <laughs> I would see the things that you're doing and I'm like, wow, this girl is out of this world first off priya you're beautiful you are you're stunning okay i was like oh yeah this chick's hot that, <laughs> that was first foil. and then i was like wow she's like an amazing advocate she's just doing this incredible things for our community i want to do that you know and then i've started to advocate you know a- after that you've been a-, a huge inspiration for me as well so i just wanted to thank you and let you know that that i've always appreciated you from day one and i just think the world of you you know now neuronerd socials my tiny ass kicking co-host you could follow lauren el manzano on instagram you can follow me at joso rocks everywhere you can follow us the neuro nerds at everywhere and on that she's down under i'm up over priya you are honestly my stroke of inspiration (laughs) you really were like i i I sincerely mean that you really before i even knew who you were before we like officially met on instagram you know you were inspiration to me early on in my recovery and i really really appreciate you for doing the things that you do for our community and i wanted to thank you for being on the neuro nose podcast this was so much fun i'm really excited and we definitely have to do it again yes any parting words for the people priya no not really yeah yeah if you ever meet priya don't try to hug her don't be a weirdo (laughs) you weirdos (laughs) (laughs) on that priya and i are both introvert extrovert and make sure you actually know harry potter if you meet me yes yeah yeah, yeah. oh i'll work i've seen them I, I've I've seen them. Felice is the Harry Potter one. You can you can quiz her, her, her for sure. So on that, Joe just got shamed for not being a Harry Potter nerd on his own neuro nerd podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing note. Yeah, what kind of nerd are you? Apparently not a Harry Potter nerd. <laughs> and on that note, this non Harry Potter nerd neuro nerd is out. <laughs> you just shamed the hell out of me. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.